Happy Valentine's Day, and this is the state for Tuesday, February 14th, where we bring you the headlines that matter. I'm Rachel Fulton. For our first headline of the day, focusing on MSU hockey, this past Saturday night, MSU hockey played in the annual Duel in the D matchup against Michigan. While Friday night's game saw its fair share of in-state rivalry tussles and brawls, the season final rematch at Little Caesars Arena in Detroit was rather civil with 13 total penalties compared to 28 the night before. The first penalties of the night came at the 6 minute and 33 second mark when senior forward Jagger Joshua and freshman forward Keenan Draper were sent to the box for unsportsmanlike conduct. Just over two minutes later, Michigan State earned the first power play when sophomore defenseman Luke Hughes was whistled for holding. MSU and U of M had some good looks in the beginning of the first period, but both teams remained scoreless until the 15-minute and 47-second mark when Hughes scored on a Wolverine power play after freshman forward Carson Dorwart sat for roughing. For the second night in a row, the story of the second period was penalties. At 17 minutes and 11 seconds, Michigan was caught with too many men, handing MSU another opportunity on the man advantage. 40 seconds later, Jagger was assessed a 10-minute misconduct for abuse of officials. The final penalty of the frame was given to sophomore defenseman Ethan Edwards for slashing, so Michigan State skated 5-on-3 with 1 minute and 4 seconds left. Still tied 3-3 at the end of regulation, both teams entered a 5-minute, 3-on-3 sudden death overtime period. Sophomore forward Dylan Duke was whistled for tripping at 2 minutes and 14 seconds, handing the Spartans a 4-on-3 power play. Both teams fought tooth and nail in the last minutes of overtime, mustering all their strength to keep the opponent from scoring the game winner. Michigan fired four shots on net after Duke entered the box, and the last being Hughes' game winner and making the final score 4-3. to For our second headline focusing on city news, a national staffing shortage of pharmacy technicians has left retail and clinical pharmacies to struggle keeping up with demand. Sparrow Hospital Pharmacy Director Todd Belding said the shortage began before the COVID-19 pandemic, but was exacerbated by the fear of being exposed to the virus in a healthcare setting. As a national staff shortage took hold of restaurants and retailers, pharmacy technicians watched as companies raised starting wages from the minimum legal amount. Meanwhile, pharmacy technicians were getting paid a similar wage and having to undergo a higher amount of pressure in their workplace. Michigan Pharmacists Association CEO Mark Glasper said, The decrease in demand for training programs leads to the schools struggling to stay open and provide trainings. Less availability in accredited programs means the pharmacy technicians that are starting out in the field will receive on-the-job training from their employers. Director of the Pharmacy Technician Program at Henry Ford College, Keith Binion, said, When the pay is not justifying the stress nor presenting the opportunity for serious career advancement, the employees seek other opportunities, according to Glasper. This still leaves pharmacies with the demand to fill prescriptions. As a pharmacy technician shortage continues, Binion endorses accredited training programs like the one he runs at Henry Ford College to show potential pharmacy technicians the career possibilities in the field.
This helps students feel there is a future in being a pharmacy technician. For our final headline of the day, focusing on Valentine's Day, this past Friday, the Broad Art Museum held an anti-Valentine's Day party. The Love is a Monster event invited people to express themselves and their thoughts on love through art. The event took place in two areas, the Conversation Guide Wing and the Education Wing. Registered attendees were able to customize their own free tote bag, create and write cards, and take pictures in front of a decorated wall. The conversation guide included a checklist of art that encourages people to talk with others. For example, one item on the list asked one to find a work of art that reminds them of a friend. Participants are then encouraged to call that friend and describe the artwork to them. Museum Director of Education, Michelle Word, was excited to bring back the event for the first time since the COVID-19 pandemic. Although the name of the event might make it seem like it's completely against Valentine's Day, Word said it serves as a way of bringing people together around art, to have conversations and relax. Michigan State University alum and museum employee Kate Dombrowski said both the museum and the event are great ways for people to see art in the community. Dombrowski said Valentine's Day shouldn't just be about people who have partners, and she doesn't think there's one specific way to celebrate. And before we end our episode, today's weather forecast is predicting a mix of clouds and sun in the morning, followed by cloudy skies during the afternoon with a high of 53 and a low of 46. Thank you for joining us for The State, produced by The State News and Impact 89FM, and you can find us online at thestatenews.com and impact89fm.org. Hopefully everyone has a great Valentine's Day, and we'll be back tomorrow with more.